Attention, attention, Cheap Show will be live on Twitch to celebrate its 200th episode, and you can watch it live on Twitch. Eli, what's the date they can watch it on? October the 9th. Oh, bloody hell, that's Friday night, isn't it? What time? 8pm. Oh. 8pm British summertime, Paul. Yes, BST. And that's UK time, everybody. So that's... UK so- time, whether it's British summertime or GMT, UK time covers it. Yeah. But it, it happens to be British summertime. But you have to work out what time of day that is for you, depending on where in the world you are. October right? the 9th, 8pm... British summertime. Right, and where can they watch it? It's twitch.tv forward slash cheap show, etc. And etc. is spelt ETC. Just the letters, Paul. It's just the letters. Just so the letters. cheap show, etc. Join us on what day? October the 9th at 8 p.m. British summertime. Twitch.tv forward slash cheap show, etc. And it's going to be a fun evening. There's going to be all sorts going on. Oh, we're going to be recording it in a studio. There's going to be cameras. We've got a guest or two. We've got all your favorite segments. Oh, it's going to be a lark. So join us. And don't worry if you think if you miss out and you don't catch the episode on Twitch live, it will be hosted on YouTube. And also the following Friday, we're releasing that live event as a podcast. October the 9th, 8 p.m., British summertime at twitch.tv forward slash cheap show, etc. And the etc. spelt ETC, Paul. Yes, good. You can read, you fucking monkey <laughs> so boy. So you want it? Fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, that's the admin. Let's crack up. Crack up? Crack in. Crack out. Let's crack off. Crack one off. Get- crack one off. Let's crack one off and watch and listen and experience a cheap show podcast, episode 198, whatever this is. What is this? 198. Episode pod. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Boys and girls, ladies and chili spoons, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast with me and Eli Silverman over there. Hello. We go for the bargain bins, the charity shops, the rummage sales and jumbled mm. lands of Great Britain mm. and mm. bring you the treasure we find amongst the trash. And this week, oh boy howdy, we're doing something a little bit different. Oh, those rummage sales. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, tasty. Oh, those rummage sales. Mmm. Mm. Get down in the rummage. I'm just going to let him carry on with this. He's get just down get in the rummage. Out, get out of his system now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rummage time. Ladies and gentlemen, in his Get down in the custards. Oh, get I, down in the rummage. I can't, I can't give up this early into the podcast. What do you mean, give up? You're I can't not giving mentally anything up. give up. Hello, this. Paul. Oh, well, give me something to do then. I did. And you just went, oh, rummage, 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 rummage. That's all you do. You just repeat <laughs> sounds. All right. Yeah. Anyway, on what, this week's episode... What's coming up on the show? I was well, going to say, what, oh, what's coming up on the show? Well, let's, let's do that now. Ready? 
What's coming up on... Th- oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are doing something we did uh, a little while ago. We are going to dive in to our local second hand. Aha, movie time. Get it's out the time. popcorn, get out the butter, melt it a bit, and oh, all the splatter all over the popcorn. What, are you splashing on popcorn? <laughs> My hot butter, Paul. Yeah, your hot belly butter, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> belly nut butter. Belly nut butter. <laughs> ladle on the belly hot nut butter. So. <laughs> ladle. Ladle. Ladle on the belly hot butter. Thank you, yes. See, on I put popcorn. these ideas out there. You refine them. You nuance them. You shave off the little edges. I shave off the edges, You round I? off the edges, yeah. All right, give me something else I can shave off. <laughs> That's just noise. You can That's do something with noise. that. Can't you do something with that? What? Blah. <laughs> Blah blah. Yeah, you can't. You change oh, it to words. Right. Okay, it's, it's punch it up. Come on, man. It's Tasmanian Devil's turn up oh, from the Looney Tunes oh, cartoon like, I'm show. I'm not using you to punch up my bits anymore. Don't <laughs> punch up your bits. <laughs> I'd like to punch up your bits quite considerably. Yeah, yeah. Just spread your legs. And then Imagine like one of those fairground punch cut. balls. You know those but, fairground punch balls. But they were testicles. But you're hoisted above, <laughs> and then you're hoisted above a, on a crane. Yeah, and then someone puts like a saline injection into your bollocks. Like, yeah, what you know, does that those, do? Those fucking gives them some proper. Purchase and oh, wait. That, so you're just the saline just fills out the balls and have swells. Have you seen them. those weird people who are into having huge ball sacks? No, <laughs> of course I haven't. <laughs> they're real and they're huge. So people fake the size of their balls yeah, by injecting trying, them with saline. Their fetish is I want to have the biggest nuts, like proper Johnny yeah. Bollocks, yes, whatever basically. his name is. What was the name of that guy from Viz? Johnny Big Bollocks. Johnny Big Bollocks. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, Johnny Bollocks. He was but called. wouldn't that be uncomfortable? Wouldn't because just sitting and walking with yeah, a no, great... it's a total, it's a deformation. You know, it's like one of those ones where your fetish gets to the extent where it's actually. I just seen this video. This guy getting in a shower and he's soaping down. It's I like... God, what video is this? <laughs> it's like the it's like the side of a mountain. You know what I mean? It's the scree of his bollock side, his scrotal scree. It's like the the bit of the mountain where the the trees aren't aren't so many trees, you know. <laughs> what you, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, so you get me on a crane. Get so it is you now. No, we we're dangle doing, now, you. We're going to the idea. Yes. Yeah. It's a fairground, right. Of your dreams, and I'm on a crane. Someone's given me a lot of saline, perhaps for a two-week course of, yeah. of saline. So there's been a lot of prep. Maybe implants as well, Paul. I right. consider implants. You consider and, what? what, what and then stones. you punch me in the nuts. Punch my bits up. And we're back. We're back round. We're, I've done it. I've pulled this bit back. <laughs> you haven't. Right, what's, what's, what is coming up? I don't show, know. Then? All the talk of boxing your balls, <laughs> punching up your balls has, has thrown me considerably. It'll throw you, mate, if I punch your balls. What about then, you know those things at the fairground where like, there's a clown's face with a hot mouth and you got to oh, the clown's spray mouth. the water yeah. ball? How about instead of a pr- clown's Come mouth? Come in the fucking clown's mouth! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, Stand on, you could get them, get one of those no, nice men plan. to give you, put you on the on a, just get, you know, so you stood up on the bit that you usually, the counter is Who, what I'm talking what? about. And then you could stop ruining my plans. You could probably get spunk into one of those clown's mouths. No, no. Okay. The idea is sorry. That, I'm sorry. My idea is a bit more refined than that. So you know, like you spray a water gun and into a clown's mouth, and the balloon blows up in its head. Yeah, yeah. Swap out the clown's face for a gaping goatsy. A goat? What's a? Oh, here we go. 
Oh, who's fucking swallowed the Urban Dictionary this week? A goatsy when you pull your ass cheeks apart. Why is that a goatsy? So I've never I, heard of this. I am on. That's a moon. I am squatted on a skateboard with two <laughs> ropes on either end, and I'm push and pulled oh, across God. the side as I pull my ass cheeks oh, apart. Oh, no. And a small child fires a water pistol <laughs> up my arsehole. <laughs> and they win a balloon. It's a winner, Paul. It's a winner. I'm just saying we can swap out. Fun fair rides and, and, and attractions <laughs> just for you're, bollock. Yeah, you're going with it. I yeah. like it. This week you're going with it. You took my idea of the bollock uh, punch bag. Bollock punch bag. Now uh, we've got the the uh, clown face ass water squirter yeah. device. And goatsy water fun game. What else? What else is there we could do? Uh, this could do roller coaster into a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit crude, but uh, is the roller coaster shaped like a massive cock? Yeah, and then there's a splash. There's a splash Splash at the end. Splash pool, splash mountain, (laughs) gash mountain. We can call it. We've peaked. We've peaked too early. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) That's this week's gash mountain. We could call the episode gash mountain. No, we're not calling. You know where gash? What? There's a a range of mountains. Is it in Disneyland? (laughs) Uh, Well, you've got gash mountain, and then the next peak along is. uh, King Kong's Cum Cave. King Kong's Cum Cave. <laughs> That's hard to say. And uh, the the poultice farm. You can pet the poultices. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Pol- poultice is an inanimate tool. Are oh, they? Yes. Yeah, we can anthropomorphise them, can't you? No, for that's the, for what the a skiddy, skiddies. I mean, a, a scribble. Well, we'd have Matt, Gro- Matt Grot Pants, wouldn't we? Matt Grot Pants. Matt Grot Pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mount Grot Pants oh, yeah. would be our There's big... There's three mountains. What's the first one? Gash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> then King Kong's Cum Cave. cave which is a, another roller coaster. It's a mountain with right. a cave in it. Yeah. yeah. A sticky cave. Well, that's the, the splash pool is inside the well, cave. It's a bit. very wet theme park. And then, the, and then Mount Grotpants. Yeah, we've got Or like Mount, a, a replica Mount Grotpants. Yeah. And yeah, the House of Pickles Haunted House. God, we've got a theme park waiting to go. Yeah. And, uh, oh, uh, Eli's uh, Silverman's Platter teacups or something. Oh, like. yeah, it's a giant like on a big vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. yeah. And you can spin around on, an eight, on, a, on a vinyl thing. I, I don't know. have an actual DJ booth in the centre. Oh, oh Come on, boys and girls, this one's, you know. Scream like... if you want to go faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, this is all... You know what? Scrap this episode. We're going to dedicate it all no, now. No, come on. We've got stuff to do this week. We've got an agenda. Right. So here's the plan. A few months ago, maybe longer than that, I can't remember now, we uh, reviewed a cheap Blu-ray DVD it stroke whatever. a year ago, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah uh, from uh, a local CEX. CEX or any second hand. Anytime, anywhere we find a cheap Blu-ray uh, and it tickles our fancy, uh, we all consider doing a review. That was 50p, the Keith Lemon, was it? And not even worth 50p. It was... Oof. It's just, you know, so... It's time's changed. We said that if we were going to do this again, we wouldn't pick a comedy film. Because I wanted to do the Harry Hill movie. Oh. Because that was pretty bad. But I thought, I don't you know think what? that's right, Paul. We are, at heart, an economy comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. So, we, so it, it's a clash, isn't it? Yeah. Bad comedy... And bad podcast. Don't, <laughs> do, do not mix. No. In fact, the highlight of that episode, with the one that people seem to remember, is when you threw a pooey DVD, DVD. cassette. Pooey. Not cassette. What am I saying? Cassette. DVD. DVD case at me. Yeah. It was in. Had been in the toilet water. A little bit. That's like something out of Big Brother. You know what I mean? That's why it's like throwing, throwing. You're throwing rocks in the Big Brother glass house. No. (laughs) That doesn't work as an analogy. Yeah, it fucking does. No. I'm working on all sorts of levels, all through the infrastructure of everything. Climb up here, pull down that. 
Go round there. Come round here. Here we go. Fucking hell. So what we decided to do, instead of a comedy film or anything like that, uh, there's a film that's been a bugbear of mine for a while. I saw it on Blu-ray and CEX, £1.50. Uh, I oh, was re- it £1.50? Yeah, I regret buying it I, for £1.50. Let me see the price sticker. I can confirm people can £1.50. Confirm. Today we are... It's all right re- for a Blu-ray, isn't it? Got, I mean, extras. Yeah, because you've got to remember, these have been around for a picture. while, Blu-ray. Best quality picture. Apparently so. 1080p. So, we are reviewing today and watching the fifth sequel. Uh, well, fourth, is it? The fifth sequel, if it's number five, or it's no, the fourth sequel. It's the fourth sequel. It's the fourth sequel to the popular film Die Hard. It is Bruce Willis in A Good Day to Slack Off. Extended harder cut, apparently. You don't look like a lawyer. Jack! Dad? This is what you've been doing? 007 of Plainfield, New Jersey. Relax, you're safe now. Save my ass. This guy's bad news. Terrorism. Weapons grade uranium. Nukes. Someone's gotta stop him. Got a boy. Knock knock. Whoa. What is this? A pirate gun? It's old school. Hmm? Like you, right? Right. I guess you've done this before. Not encouraging. Me and my boy here. I'm gonna put a weapon on you. Really? Really? It's crazy. Open. You go looking for trouble, or does it always find you? I still ask myself the same question. Good day to slack off. Yeah, because no one gave a fuck making this. All right, so that's your comment. What's the actual title of the film? A Good Day to Die Hard. All right. Which I believe is like some kind of Russian phrase. It's a good day to die. Uh, Yes. And it sounds very Bondy, doesn't it, again? Yeah. It does. You have a good point, actually. But no, it's not. They always flirted with being a a sort of Bond-like franchise, didn't they? From the second film is essentially... Die Hard 2 has Bond a lot of with, Bondy Bond moments with, in. Bond uh, with, what's his name? Bruce Willis. Yeah. John McClane. So, uh, we'll get into... So, okay, so, the reason why I wanted to do this was because I've seen a lot of bad fucking films in my time. And I can kind of go, yeah, whatever. But Die Hard 5 was the first film I was genuinely angry watching, jawing, and nearly walked out of. Paul, this has something to do with your background with the franchise, Um the fact that you you, know you love the first film, for example, don't true. You? But I and would I'd say, say it's almost in your affections, almost sort of number two to Ghostbusters, isn't it? Die Hard's up there. Yeah, it's up there. I wouldn't so say so. That's it was why you're two. angry. Do you see what I mean? No. 
See, to some extent, that informs a large part of why I'm disappointed with Die Hard 5. But I also think, as a standalone movie, if I had never seen a Die Hard film in my life and I went to see the fifth one, I would still have had the same, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but you probably would have just dismissed it and stopped watching or walked out of the cinema. Do you know what I mean? No, either way. I think I only you stuck, with, stuck it. with it. For how much are they fucking the legacy of of what I used to love? So I tell you what, let let's go through the Die Hard franchise very quickly, and just right. with our gut feelings of how we feel about it. So obviously, Die Hard One, everyone loves Die Hard One. I saw Die Hard One in the cinema, yeah. and I think I was in the states at the time. Oh wow! Yeah, so, it so was, that was been an exciting experience. It was because I, I saw it on VHS with my dad. Yeah, I saw it at the big screen, baby. Cool. I bet yeah. it looked good on the. It big was great, screen. and it was one of those films. You know, from that era, like Back to the Future had the same effect, where you leave, you actually leave the cinema and you're like exhilar- yeah. exhilarated, you know? It does leave you, leave you with a really kind of yay feeling yeah. at the end of that film. I mean, there's there's problems with it. You look back on it, there's things that Not are wrong that with it. Not that many, though. But it's, it, there's the weird thing, we were talking about it the other day, weren't we? That the script had been changed a lot, lots of different writers. But, yeah. But McTiernan seems to be able to take creative control he puts you know, a get stamp the best it, yeah. out of the script the yeah. best he could you know for christmas uh this year my girlfriend got me the die hard visual history book okay it's a nice thick book coffee tabley it's about all the die hard films right half more than half of the book is about the first die hard yeah well and then that, a big chunk of it sense. is two and a little chunk is three when you had to get to four and five it's like yeah they yeah, made this yeah well, sh- yeah sh- <laughs> move on there's nothing there's hardly anything about four and five in those well, they're books. terrible films but i haven't seen five the book i haven't seen three properly either three's just which i regret yeah three's a kick-ass one you really need to see so three. that's basically that's the received uh wisdom of the ranking of them number one is number one Number three is number two. Number, number two, two is, is number, number three. three. Number four is number four. And, and number five, five is number ten. So, but they talk about how it's worse than actual like diehard films that you can just conceive of. Like, yeah, it's all it's, it's worse than the knockoff diehards. Right. It's worse yeah, than yeah, Under yeah, Siege. Yeah. It's worse. Okay, than Okay, well, I'm the looking rock. forward to that. It's worse than fucking sudden death. So, diehard, you know, came at, at the end of an era where most. So most heroes were like Rambo or Schwarzenegger. They were huge, bulked up one man. That's armies. what I mean. It's a mo- it was an innovation towards a more humorous, a more vulnerable action hero. Yeah, yeah. Which by the time we get to five, is all thrown out okay. the fucking window. So Dial One comes out. Everyone fucking loves it. I remember loving it. I remember being thrilled. I loved the idea of being on your own, trapped in a building full of baddies, and you have to fight your way out. And I became a fan of those knockoffs. Like, I, I love Cliffhanger. I love Under Siege. I love... Cliffhanger, I remember being quite exciting. Cliffhanger's wicked. Cliffhanger's yeah. one of the great diehard knockoffs. Right. And it manages Would to be... Would you say the best diehard knockoff? Oh, maybe. All right. Maybe. I mean, Sudden Death's a lot of fun. The Jean-Claude Van Damme one. Yeah, but Van Damme... Yeah, you know, it's all dependent if you Stallone's like Van Damme. better leading man than yeah. Van Damme. Isn't but what are the ones? The Rock is a pretty good diehard knockoff. People like going on about speed, but I would say speed's not it's really... It's own thing. Yeah, really. it's not really a diehard there knockoff. There were a lot of speed knockoffs after speed, weren't there? I saw a fucking film when I was living in LA that got a test screening. I was part of the test yeah. audience for it. And I think it was called like Zero Moment or Below Zero or something like that, but... It was speed. No. It was a knockoff of speed, but the gimmick was these two guys come across a bomb and this bomb has to be kept below a certain temperature, oh, otherwise it blows up. Good. So they're running around, they have to steal an ice cream van, the bad guys it's are like after them. It's like Crank or something like that. It's basically a speed record. It's a shit it? film. 
Don't get me wrong, it's shit film. And I left a very poor review on the test audience screen. Really? Yeah. But then I remember seeing loads of films Do you think it ever, got, like ever came out? Oh, yeah, it definitely came out, but it was a straight-to-DVD release. Maybe you should watch release. that one time. Maybe, if we can find it. But it's definitely one of those. It starts that guy from Scream. Uh, you're the one who ends up being the murderer in Scream. Skeet Ulrich. Ah. Yeah, he's in it. It was like him and Cuba Gooding Jr. were in it. Okay. They were both fresh off 90s hits. So Die Hard 2 comes out a few years later, and it's, you know... Bigger, badder. It's 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 a lot of fun. I saw that in the cinema as well. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't. I see think my first I saw that. Uh, we used to go on trips from boarding school. When was Die Hard two? Eighty seven. No, Die Hard was eighty eight. So I think Die Hard was nineteen ninety. Die Hard two. Die Hard two was nineteen ninety. Yeah. I seem to remember maybe going to seeing it at uh, Milton Keynes Centrepoint. Oh, exciting! You know the pyramid. Yeah. There's it called the pyramid in, in Milton Keynes. That one. Yeah. It was like the first multiplex or whatever. Yeah, that must have been exciting though. See a big film on big screen. I, I remember enjoying Die Hard Two as well. Die Hard Two is a lot of fun, but when you watch it back, it's not great. No, it's fine, but it's it's more like a Bond film. Like by the time you get to the ending, like the last half hour, you know, like the jet ski sequence for a start, the snow ah, ski sequence. Ah, there's a whole thing. Yeah, it's very Bond like. But I like the bad guys in it. I like the denouement. I like the twist that the, the army you think are there to protect them are actually working for mm. the bad guys because of the whole blanks and real. Yeah, yeah. All that's really good. But you begin to see the stretching of the format at that point where it's like, same shit happens, the same guy twice. I can't believe it. So that's what I was going to say. So it's still, it's built, built on the same sort of coincidence. Yeah. And as soon as that happens twice to one character, it's already... Yeah. The, the credibility's gone completely, isn't it? And already... So already in two, he has to go, oh, do you do you believe this? Sort of like, yeah, I can't, I can't believe this happening again. Yeah, what yeah. do you know? I'm yeah, the only guy who can see, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it, yeah, which yeah. is fine because, like, otherwise you wouldn't have a yeah, sequel then, anyway. Yeah, they do it in the fifth one as well. I'm here Mate, again. No, the fifth one's worse. I'll tell you, when we get to it, I'll tell you why. So Die Hard 2 comes out, lots of fun. Some of my favourite sequences come from Die Hard 2, like the bit where they throw the grenades into the cockpit. Doesn't he, he blow up the, the airplane as they at the end as they... Spoiler Yeah, right, he throws they, the... Well, two planes he, blow up. He, he throws a flare. No, he, he, they, he pulls the fuel pipe on the wing, so all the wing uh, is it's ejecting fuel. Of- and then he uses a Zippo lighter and goes, oh, yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. and blows it up, which is impossible to do in real life, but is it, it looks good. Yeah, Mythbusters tried Why? it. Why? Because various reasons. It, the, the, it, it doesn't travel that way, and it certainly wouldn't go up into the wing of the plane because it would be bro- too broken. Oh, the, the actual... Yeah. The I mean, look, as I say... It works in the moment, but it doesn't bear too much scrutiny. As a um, as a conceit, I'm not thinking, oh, that probably wouldn't work. Yeah, it's not one of those ones, you know, that pushes it. But already, in the context, in the grammar of the of the action, it yeah. works perfectly well. Yeah, but already, it's like Die Hard is reasonably low key yeah. compared to what came next. Because in Die Hard Two, he's jumping out of exploding all sorts. So Die Hard Two comes out, big bang, all lots of fun, big hit. And then there's a while between that and Die Hard 3. He did a couple of, like, grown-up films. And then he was in Pulp Fiction as did well. He, what were his grown-up films? Body of Evidence. The sex thriller he did. Where oh, you can that's see his terrible. Dick. That's yeah. a terrible film. Yeah. He did that. He did a... Was it Striking Distance, I think he did as well? So, sort of thrillers. And Erotic yeah, thrillers. And Bonfire the Vanities. Which was a... And Hudson Hawk. Both massive flops. Yeah. I like Hudson Hawk, though. So, he was still... Did, did, didn't derail his career no. as a leading man. That's weird. Because again, Pulp Fiction comes along at that time and uh, helps everyone's career out yeah. for a bit. And then off the back of that, Die Hard 3. And Die Hard 3 to me is just fucking beautiful. I love Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 is after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, they would have been made around about the same time. Or okay. certainly that was a, they came out in 96, didn't they? And Die Hard 3 is basically you love. Well, Die Hard 3 decides to go, here's the overall gist of it. 
John McClane versus baddies. Yes, but what is the coincidence? There's no coincidence in this one. So, so what, he's actually on the on the job, so to speak. Basically, what happened at the beginning of this is a big. He's explosion. working as a as a cop in New York. In at New the York time. at the time. Okay, so that's good already, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and like we we. So it's like a day. It's not like oh my god, some weird thing. The terrorists have happened to arrive where he is. It's like he's on the job, and then ah, well, right. here's the interesting point. So in this one, it starts off with an explosion. A bomb goes off in the middle of New York. And then the police get this phone call saying, right, there are more bombs across New York. And I want John McClane to do what I ah, want. Or because I'll of blow McClane's up. reputation. Well, because it turns out the bad He's guy the is the brother of, of Hans Gruber. Gruber. And that's it. And it's basically, they, they basically what they do is they take New York and they stretch it. They stretch out the building concept of Die Hard and just make it the whole of New York. Yeah. Sounds good. And I love but it. There's Chase. It's a Chase sort of thing. Yeah. Do you, you haven't seen it? I've seen Swathes. The last... Ten minutes is I'm, garbage because they, really, yeah. they 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 had an ending that no one liked, and I like it because you can see it on the DVD where basically the bad guys get away with it. Yeah, and John McClane loses his job and then hunts down uh, Jeremy Irons and in this Swiss him. kit Swiss chalet and just kills him. and just kills him in nasty. That's quite bond. Well, they play a game. They play a game where they kind of have this yeah, rocket launcher. That's stupid. It works. You can't in the play fucking twist the bottle with a well, rocket no, because launcher. Throughout the whole it's going to go off. No one's going to let you have a rocket launcher in their bar. Well, no, because that's... Are they? No. Fucking... It doesn't matter, though, does Hello. it? Hello, Vladimir. I'll have a vodka. And also, you don't mind if I put this rocket launcher on the fucking bar, do you? We have a strict policy. All rocket launchers must be held behind the bar until yeah, okay, we go. Yeah, okay, exactly. You give me the rocket launcher. I will, and I'll also give you this little uh, pocket oh, rocket. Give... Little pocket rocket, that, Vlad. Uh, you like this? I like this. You like that, what you yes. see? Vlad you like likes you it. See? I want to suck your car. Oh, I see. Yes. You've walked into a vampire what was that chalet. Thing we saw online that this the whole charity shop vampire thing is completely unoriginal. Well, no, I didn't say it was original <laughs> in the first place. But there's a well, song. Well, you didn't tell me you'd nicked it. I had nicked it. There's a song called "I Want to what, Suck Your Car." Yeah, but it's just some kind of Euro beat. It was like, "I Want to Suck Your Car." That sounds excellent. <laughs> it, does, it is actually quite. <laughs> but there's nothing to it. And it's not like I ever heard that before. And it's not like okay. the idea of "I Want to Suck Your Blood" can't easily oh, yeah, replace. It to... is. It's just. It's a shit joke. It's just a it? shit joke, yeah. thank you. Right. I want to suck your nobbin. Nobbin, yeah. Die Off 4 comes out years later to PG. Basically... I saw that at the cinema. I don't know why. It was like one of those ones where you're just going anyway to the cinema and you try and find something. Yeah. I did not. Did I not like that? Did, I did you not? not like that. What no, did you I like did... about it? The way it was boring and shit the whole okay. way through. And then the action was ridiculous yes like that bit when he's machine gunning on a standing on the wing of a fighter jet no he's not machine gunning he just oh, jumps he... onto a spinning jet which and is balances. stupid <laughs> yeah it's so stupid because here's the thing it's like there's a rule in, at some point in Die Hard where it's like every film he's gotta jump away from something that blows up yes yeah so they can do it bigger yeah and it's like you do it bigger and the, the credibility of it it's already not very believable in the first film, is it? No. It, it's just about believable. Yeah, just but by about. the time you get to him jumping from an exploding semi-truck onto the wing of an exploding wing of jet a, plane. Like, yeah. That blows up and he slides down this weird exploded motorway yeah. segment. Like It's like, you are gone. That's when he went from vulnerable superhero to Wile E. Coyote. To, yeah, stupid. Like that bit where he launches a taxi at the helicopter 
it's that, that it film off. as yeah. well. Yeah. And I just thought the plot was, uh, and like the threat is cyber, and the way that they'd done that with the plot was. Well, get this. Dial 1's based on a book. Dial 2's based on another book. Dial 3 was based on a spec script that originally was going to be another Lethal Weapon movie. Ah. And then it was called Simon Says, and they got changed slowly but surely into Dial 3. One of those scripts that had been lying yeah. around, sort of thing. Dial 4's based on not a book, not a script. It's based on a Time article about uh, fire sales, about how you can shut down a country with uh, viruses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, see, that's not... And plot. the original script was called World War 3.com or something. Oh, God. That becomes Die Off. So here's the thing. We're getting on to Die Off 5 now. This is the first Die Hard sequel written to be a Die Hard sequel from the ground up. From the ground up. From scratch. And it's fucking garbage. Well, I'll be the judge of that. I'll read the, I'll read the back of the box, see if it entices you. Get ready for more mind-blowing, heart-stopping, rip-roaring action with this harder uh. edition that includes hours of thrilling extra plus a harder extended cut of a good day to die hard with intense new footage not shown in cinemas. Uh. I don't even know what that means. Extra explosions. E- extra gunshots. Yeah. Extra extra nubbage. There's no nubbage. There's no nubbage. Bruce Willis is back as back in action as John McClane, the heroic New York cop with a knack for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. John's latest predicament <sighs> takes him all the way to Russia to track down his estranged son, Jack, played by Jai Courtney, who is the least charismatic actor I've ever seen in oh, your life. Oh, God, I saw, you know what I saw him in? He looks like every I other man. I saw him in that um, Terminator sequel. Oh. Was that one with uh, Christian Bale as... Sis, uh, Savage? Uh, Gen- Gen- Salvation. Salvation. Uh, two out of ten for me for that. It was oh. so boring. God, it was terrible. And Jai Courtney, that's why we're talking about this. Yeah. He was meant to be a Terminator in it. That's right. That's but the big he twist, meant to, isn't it's it? It's like, it's, it's not, he doesn't have enough charis- charisma to portray a robot. That's Even, the, that's the irony. Think. It's like when Schwarzenegger plays the Terminator, he's an android, but there's so much character and yeah, menace yeah, that yeah, you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. he's playing, for all intents and purposes until the twist, a human being, and yet he acts less than Schwarzenegger yeah, than Terminator. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was really flat performance. Yeah, so anyway, he plays John McClane's son. not like this, not very good in this either. <laughs> Fucking just <Really>? this. <laughs> You could have put a mop on, yeah, you could yeah. have given a mop a gun and, uh, everyone and would puppeted have, it. Yeah, and then the mop would have a fucking fan club or whatever. It'd be better than fucking Jai Courtney. Do you think he's going to stay in the industry? I just I, I just have this sort of curiosity about these people in Hollywood. Who they get sort TV of... jobs, but they end up being in like Law and Order, Crime, Cyber okay. Division, or they'll be all right. That kind of thing. He'll yeah, be all right. He's fine, unless he turns to drugs. Um, who was anyway? So Jack has been imprisoned in Moscow, but the mission takes a deadly turn. Right. So and... what? He's in Moscow then. Bruce has to go out and, and go, go get pick, him. Pick him up. Yeah. So, and then they must join forces to thwart a nuclear weapons heist that could trigger a world war. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently on the back, Alex Zane from The Sun says, the most action-packed diehard yet with four stars. Alex Zane from The Sun goes, me and Baz Bamming boy have just received <laughs> our checks from Warner Brothers or whatever. And oh, we're, do you know what I mean? Our fucking what, standards fuck, are so this? low. Is it Fox? This is Fox. Yeah, like, Alex Zane... From fucking The Sun or whatever says, what's it from? Is he reporting from? It's The Sun. Yeah. From The Sun says, I've just received a check from Fox signed <laughs> by Murdoch. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is great. This is Suck great. Satan's cock. Uh, 10 out of 10. What a fucking rent-a-gob whore. Yeah, he's famous for putting five-star reviews over garbage. Twat. Uh, Frank, Alan Frank in The Daily Star says 10 out of 10. 
And Nuts Magazine gives it four out of five stars as well. Yeah, just, so people who don't really like the film but know what their audience is in terms of their readership yeah, and goes, Ugh. Yeah, I just hate that. So. And it allows, te- well, I'm not, listen, I might really like this. You might. I might really I like it. I don't think you will. I have not seen it. I know. So I might think, ooh, it's very good, this. It's very good, this. So uh, directed by John Moore. No, not known for? The remake of The Omen. Remember there was one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't until I had to look up John oh, Moore. God. Yeah. I can't remember what else what he's done. What is the point of that? It's just when you've got like a, a film which is like a really good film from the 70s. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, what's the point? What is the point? Because people don't like watching films if their haircuts and fashion are different. They have to see a new film version of it because old films are... I guess that's, that's it is. crap. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch an old film from the that's 70s. That's bizarre, the mentality of, of remaking stuff like that. I, I get know. it because it's not like a new Hollywood trend. Like They've been doing that since the word dot. Yes, of course. But... Yeah. When something's that iconic... It's it, bizarre. It feels like all you're really doing is going through the motions, making it. You don't have any real creative input because you have to keep it familiar enough to... Yeah. So anyway... Uh, oh, you also did the uh, Max Payne film, John Moore, which is based on a video game. It's a video game film. And yeah. that was also utter fucking shit bobbins. Well... And now it, he got given the good day to die It's difficult to make a good film from a video game. So are we ready now to watch John Moore, the director John Moore's Bruce Willis's a good days to die's hard's harder extended cut. Do we have to watch the extended cut? Can't we watch the theatrical? We can watch the original or the harder extended cut. I think we should watch the original. I don't mind. What's the one that you got angry with? The original. They're both the same. I can't imagine the extended is going to improve anything too much. Yeah, but I don't want to have to sit through extra shit if it's extra shit. Yeah, but when they say extra shit, it could be two seconds of someone going being shot. Oh, it's the fucking mouth noise has come come in. Give you your mouth noise. Listen, this is like a serious bit. We were talking about a film, and you still managed to do the mouth noise. I did. I'm quite proud of myself. Shoot me with a machine gun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready, Paul. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to set this up. Popcorn, and we're going to watch and enjoy a good day to die hard. Imagine if that wasn't really a porn film about there is a angel lust. Yeah. Oh, a snuff film. A good day to die hard. That's a good idea for a snuff film. Yeah, to do that. Kill someone. They get the angel lust, then you bone them. Paul Gannon and Eli Silverman arrested today for making A Good Day to Die Hard about a man who dies with a massive erection and is abused. Oh. It's ne- necrophilia. <laughs> and ne- it still wouldn't be as bad as A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> right, it's movie time, ladies and gentlemen. We're all geared up, ready to go. Are you excited? It's I'm movie not, time. I'm, I'm not. Why aren't you? Because you've told me this film's shit. Yeah, but we knew Keith Lemon was shit going into it. I know, but I didn't really know just how shit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it, all you need to I know. I feel like I know how shit this is. It's gonna, and I can feel that it's gonna annoy me. From yeah, the it's, word it's go. gonna. It's a fucking annoying film. But we'll go as it, as we go. Now, obviously, the listener is not going to get a whole commentary of the film. We're not doing that. We're going to dip in and out of this podcast of our most salient observations as we watch this, and then okay. at the end, uh, a summary and review of okay. it and our feelings. All right. Here we go. Let's begin this. Start the, start the film. Here we go. We've got the brum-bum, the foxing. There we go. Brum-bum. We're going to get a copyright strike 20th Century Fox is owned by Walt Disney and now you can't watch Aliens. Do you know, sometimes they never they don't add that da 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 bit. Do sometimes they? it just goes jump jump. I guess when they just want to pack a lot more plot in. I'm sure. Maybe I'm misremembering that. I oh, know you might be right. I, I've always remembered that. But maybe like the seventies ones. Was Sometimes they compacted. missed. I'm sure they missed out the end. Da, 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 that bit. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Die of five. Jump, 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 jump. 
protesters screaming. I see what I, I mean. I hate subtitles like this. Can't I just have the fucking subtitles in English? Well, or, or, it, just because we've got to keep the volume low so we can actually hear ourselves talking. And it's mostly just, there's not much dialogue in this. Now I know they're protesters, don't I? Here we go. Oh, look, it's that woman off BBC News, mass protests. Oh. Do you know what one of my major bugbears what? is? Thrillers that start with, like, a news, a news story. Yeah, because exposition. It's the laziest way of setting up the fucking film. This is just... Oh, here we go. He's getting released, yeah. Yeah. From a jail that appears to be in an art museum. So effectively... Look though, at that. That's not a jail. That's obviously a museum. <laughs> isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the it uplit, looks good. The uplit walls. And it's like... Yeah, but it looks good, doesn't it? No one's fucking... It's not a fucking jail. Already right. I hate this. <sighs> right. Now, here we go. Here's Bruce Willis not giving it? a is, fuck. Let's see his face when he first doesn't give a fuck. Uh, what? <laughs> no fucking energy to him. There's no energy here. Do you remember when you first see him in Die Terrible. Hard and he's like all smiles? He literally and... has barely moved his face or his mouth at all already. It's his first. Yeah, he looks miserable. And look, as I say, remember when you first see him in Die Hard and he's kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm in LA. How crazy is this place? And he's acting and he's reacting yeah. to everything and he's yeah. going, what the fuck, LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this, it's like, have you started filming? Yeah, all right, well. Honestly. It really, it's really low key what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, because even in Die Hard Three, when he's like hung over and depressed, what's going at the on? He's telling him now about his son being in trouble. His is son, because Bruce Willis doesn't know his that his son is a CIA agent, so he just thinks his son's been arrested in Russia. Okay. And he goes, "I'm off to Russia to get me son." So he goes, "I don't want my son to, to be shot yeah. in Russia, so I'm going to go and just I don't know what's his plan." Keep the Do you know what's fucking? Still. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> it does that thing, doesn't it, to make it look like uh, a documentary? It's edgy and gritty, isn't no, it? But when it's, it's that not... thing where they juggle the camera to make it look like it's handheld. But you know what makes Die Hard so great? All of that. Oh wait, no, they don't do that at all in at Die Hard. It's nice, smooth. It's all, everything's locked off. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's just this whole sense of they have no idea what the character is of this film. Well, who he is? Yeah, Bruce Willis is just playing Bruce Willis with a gun. And not moving his face at all. Oh, aero flot. I had one of those in the toilet well, yesterday. Did after. you? Was it big one? <laughs> I dropped a big old aero flot. <laughs> Poor child. You're loving this, aren't you? Look, he's on a plane. See, I thought they could have done the film like the original Die Hard, where it starts he with starts him on the on plane. plane. I know you don't need that. You could, have, you could have had. You could have started here. Yeah. With him on the plane. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going on, but he, you know he's looking at yeah, this thing. Yeah. And you think, Pictures oh, what's of, going yeah, on? Exactly. Why Instead, do they feel like they have to fucking completely explain every single thing? Because... Before it even starts. Here's why. Because once they get into Russia, it doesn't matter about the plot anymore. Right. It's just like shoot, kill, bang, boom, whatever. Yeah. Just as soon as it, the film opens with a picture of a, a news report on a TV, that is, that's the sign. Really? Yeah. It's just like, here, we're just going to dump a load of exposition because it's a news report. Yeah. And that's what that's the format that just delivers information. So we're just going to... just. Just As if it on. was, you know what I mean? Put a news report at the beginning of our film. The laziness of yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's astounding, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, again, it, it kind of just goes, let's get it all out of the way. All out of the way. And then... Fucking, but why, why bother if it's going to be that rote? Do you know what I mean? You know, then you cut to, like, you know, John McClane in Russia, like in LA with a taxi driver. You could, have, you could have had parallels that made it interesting. But instead, he lands in Russia and instantly thinks yeah. Russia is a fucking horrible shithole that he is better than being in. 
Right. Does that make sense? Like he's above, yeah, Russian people. He's trying to speak Russian. Uh, what I can guess, the joke is that guy speaks perfect English. There you go. Bosh, yeah. a second before he says yeah. it. <laughs> I knew it. I saw it coming, didn't I? Look, every little moment he smiles, you think, there's John McClane. Stay like that for a bit. Right, yeah. And it goes instantly right back. Three, two, one, face drops. He's lost <laughs> hey. interest. That's it. That's the acting done. <laughs> Bruce Willis is in the middle of Russia, just happens to be in the same part of Russia where his son and this massive terrorist are both are being, both being ex- oh my boarded word. And why are they on the same bus? Exactly. Plot convenience. So all the characters They're on the same prison the same... bus just for, just for convenience. They for get the plot. So they're Bruce... transported at the same time. Yeah. So Bruce Willis can bump into all three major plays I mean, at the same time. But it's just like, why wouldn't you do some... Bruce doing some detective work or Bruce doing something? No. Do you he's, know what I mean? To find it out. He stumbles into this. But again, why would he even go anyway? If you were going to go and look, after, look for your son, you'd, get, you'd go to the embassy. Yeah, you'd you do embassy. something. That's what I mean. But it's almost like they knew... He wasn't up for doing any acting, so they had to sort of engineer this like proper coincidence to get the plot rolling whilst they're once they're in Russia. I also you know think what I mean? they just didn't think that through. They didn't go. Well, they should. They could be part of the film. Bruce finding out what's happened to his son. That's yeah. like the part of the film that's usually the fun bit. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like he finds out himself that his son's yeah. in the CIA or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, look, he just sees look, him. Act, act, he fucking sees... act. <laughs> All right, don't get. Why did you? He's just not doing it anymore. Look, that's the... He s- looks like a sour-faced old prune. Freeze that scene, and I take it out of context, and I show it to him, and I say, what film is that from? Wouldn't know. Is it Death Wish? Is it Die Hard? Yeah, it's it, just you know late, I mean? is it- period, Willis. Act, you fucking act no, as well. Courtney is must a fucking concrete face. It's terrible. What's, What's he there saying? a competition What's- on set to see who could act the least? Yeah. And they were they were fucking really going for it. Jai <laughs> <laughs> Courtney and Willis, like I'm going to move my face. I'm, they probably had fucking. I'll little, move my face less. They probably had little electrodes connected to their face so you could see you could win the bet for not moving their face at all. Like the whole off day. the side saying, "Fucking inject my face with fucking yeah, horse Botox, tranquilizer yeah. right now." <laughs> I bet he did. It looks like his face has been Botox. Both of them. They, they, they just think that's acting. Being not cool. moving your face. Yeah. yeah. Being stoic. Yeah. Is acting. Well, no, I mean, there's a lot to be said about, you know, not doing a lot, but you still got to do something. You still got to do <laughs> something. Yeah, you know something. what I mean? You know, yeah. you don't want to do it too big. You know, I'm talking about film acting now, but I mean, it's like, you know, no, it's, right. it's a tough thing to do, film acting. You could be subtle on film acting, but they're not being subtle. They're just not. They're just not moving their face at all. Oh, <laughs> everything's blown up. Hey! Here we go. But what file? They need what file? Now, what file Whatever are they file he has. Oh, fuck off. Honestly. Oh, here we go. At least they're driving somewhere now. Who are you? You're... <laughs> oh, look, he runs into his dad. This is so shit. See, a moment like that would work if you were invested at all in the characters in or gave a shit about anything that going on. It wouldn't happen. Why is he getting out the car? He wouldn't let him get out the car. He's meant to be fucking CIA. He's distracted by his dad. You should be here. So look, now they're back in the truck. So that whole last 30 seconds meant nothing. I hate that when things That's happen. terrible. Yeah. And there's no status quo change. There's nothing happened in that scene at all. It was utterly pointless. Wouldn't he have just got shot by now as well? Yeah. He's standing around in the middle of this kidnap scene. Fucking terrorist. No one even notices him there. And already I'm uh, like, what, what's going where's on? Where's he going? Who's he running from? Why are they... T- oh, he's... 
This sucks, mate. Yeah, look, it really watch this. Does. Now he's just stolen a car. What? <laughs> no, he just gets that a took car. No time at all. Now they just grabs a truck. Just it's just there. The keys there. It's just oh, look, fine. Reaper one bullshit. Oh, what? What got him? Who? What? Oh, they're in the control room. This is CIA control. Yeah. And then, oh, there's a drone. This is terribly paced. It's way too fast, this shit. And I still don't know what the point of any of no. this is. I mean, I get it that they want the man, so they're chasing him. But I, we don't know Jack's plan. This is fucking shit, man. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know what you meant. Stop moving the camera around. No. See, it's zooming in yeah, and yeah, pulling it's, out. It's and actually around. making me nauseous, the fucking camera movement. Oh. It's actually quite nauseating to yeah, watch this. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just because it never stays still, the camera, and every shot is like two, 0.5 of a second See, long. Or whatever. S- there were eight edits in that one yeah, little yeah. shot of it yeah, turning yeah, a corner yeah, and hitting yeah, a car. Yeah. It's too much. The editing is too fast. You can't follow it. It's got no weight to it. It's all just a load of shit. Ugh. They shouldn't... Uh, people shouldn't fucking be employed as editors. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But this is probably because if your director edited... wants this, you should say you, d- you don't want this. No yeah. one wants this. I wonder if the editor is the same as the director. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> it won't be. It will be like some kind of, you know, trailer house or whatever yeah. who's put it together. Yeah. It's just these, it, these sort of machine rooms that don't think about, you know what I mean? Any, it's just like, what's going on there? It's He's just... dead. They're dead. Uh. Dead. And funnily enough, there's a scene not too dissimilar in this in the second Born Identity. There's a chase scene with a mini, right? Which is just as shaky, which is just as thing, but it has focus, and you know what's it's just going need on. Just focus and narrative and has... focus to the chase. Do you know what oh. I mean? Yeah. Why, okay. why are they firing at him? Because he's after them. Oh, you can spin a truck. Dead. Oh, look, he's Bruce Willis, a cop, can spin Do a, a handbrake. Oh, dead. Dead. Bruce Willis is now dead. Yeah, dead, right? dead, dead, dead. He, that would have completely crushed the um, top of that truck. He's all right. He got out. Now, if I was him, I'd say, I'm old. I'm going to call the police. Why is he still invested in this trace? Why is he's he just trying been... to stop a car? This is stupid beyond words. He's dead. He's already quite injured. He just got hit by a Jeep. Yeah, he's span he, off. There's no way he would have fucking survived that Jeep accident. No. No way. There oh, you go. bullshit. Great. What a nice character. What a nice. What yeah. a lovely oh, man. Just, yeah, pu- knock out a Russian. I mean, you can tell the people, the stunt people and everyone who worked on it were, you know, competent. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the way it's put Shot. together. Yeah. And, and the... and the Oh, look, he's driving off a cliff onto a bunch of carefully arranged trucks that just happen to be... This is just terrible, the way that's <laughs> set up. It's like the... How many people have died in this car chase? As if the fucking... This would not have been allowed to go on this long. This Dad, is ridiculous. He's driving over for civilian cars. What's people. he doing? Don't say sorry, Mum, as if oh, that's a cute a, little that's line. That's a cute line. That's, and it's got all CG'd to shit as well, you can tell, can't you? It's just, un, it's just unfathomably... Bad. Stupid. It's dumb. Right, so what's happened? Basically, the baddies are ca- caught up with Jai Courtney, who... Has the leader in yeah in his truck yeah now okay. they're on the motorway and they're all chasing each other still and it's still and he's spinning going on spinning Jai Courtney round and round oh god oh here's his dad here's Johnny McLean who happens to have another high performance 
uh, all-terrain vehicle. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, That's in good, Nick, because it's just jumped off a bridge yeah. and drove over a couple... Yeah, it's... That, they wouldn't have felt that. That car would have done That's nothing to the back bullshit. of it. It's an armoured... Who's he talking to? His, His daughter. daughter. Oh. So they thought they'd come... Oh, look. oh, this is a funny bit. Looking right at him. Ha, ha, ha. That also, these gags are... Again, that would have worked in a, in a better scene. In, with You know what I mean? That idea of him being on the phone to his daughter, pretending yeah. nothing's wrong. Yeah. Might have been lively and fun, but if, they have no interest in it. Yeah, if there had been any tension or any sort of, you know what I mean? Direction. It's directionless, this, this whole sequence. And what? This crash is meant to be bigger. Do you know what I mean? We've big... already had like... Oh, it's quiet now because, you know... Oh, they're doing that one. thing. Why did that just launch into a truck? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Anyway, good luck to you, Courtney. You know, you're really, you're you don't know. I mean, he's got a, right. he doesn't give two shits about yeah, our opinion, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't he? Give a he goes, shit. Yeah, good eye, because he's Australian. Oh, he's Australian he's like, as well. I don't oh, give a fuck. Australian, Paul. Yes. yes. Your accent went down quite well. I'll be honest, it's your most consistent. I could put it on my acting CV. No, I, I think you should. So <laughs> yeah. you now have one thing on I it. I think I did. I think I did put it on my acting CV. I think I said I could do American General <laughs> and Northern. I said I could Hang do on, like do a. You mean, an army general or just a general American yeah. accent? No, general. Okay. Soldier! Like that. Oh, God, I just... I don't have the, the mental energy to be bothered to fucking follow it. He just goes, I'm not involved in this, Jack. Well, then why did you fly out to fucking Russia yeah, yeah. and throw yourself into a deadly car chase, killing numerous amounts of civilians, punching innocent people, stealing cars, <laughs> causing untold amounts of yeah. financial damage? <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Do you remember in Die Hard, he spends the first half going, I don't want to be in charge of this yeah, problem. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to call the cops. I'm going to yeah, do what yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm not yeah, ordering yeah. a fucking pizza. Yeah. And then he has to. He's forced into it. Forced into it. And it's believable. It. Yeah. Because it, he kind of just goes, oh, I'm on my own here. Whereas in this one, it's like, I'm an American. I'm going to sort this out. Oh, I found, oh I can't script, believe it. The script, it. though, Paul, is utter, utter bullshit. So look, what's going on now? More bad guys who found their safe house. Oh, right. It's there. Instantly. And he just pulls out a gun from behind where's, the table. Where the fuck does that gun come from? At least Bugs Bunny's got the logic that he's a cartoon and can fucking pull a gun out. He gets a fully loaded fucking... And he doesn't know who he's shooting at. He could be shooting at... Oh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Where did, why did he just pull that gun out? Oh, I hate his little pursed fucking lips. Oh, look, I guess you've done this before. So this is reference to... Every other diode. Right. Look, act! Will someone fucking act? Bruce, do something! <laughs> Jai, do something! They're not doing any... Oh, no. Do something. Look at all the chandeliers. Watch your first Yeah, I know. You just thought. think everything's going to get smashed up. <laughs> <laughs> They're so setting that up. It's terrible. Yeah. And it's under construction, which means they can blow stuff up. Oh, it's fine. That's, oh, it's under construction, yeah. Blow a load of shit oh, up. Shoot some bollocks. Oh, there's going to be some cunt they have to fucking shoot. <laughs> that was a script meeting. Can't he get shot? Cut. We need some cunts to shoot. Fuck's sake. Oh, his intuition. That's his, own, that's his only character trait. His ability to walk into a place and go, oh, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's, then he's right. This smells bad. Setting up the Move the, fact the fucking movie along. Setting up the idea that his son's a rule you know, keeper and his dad's a rule breaker. Right. And he's going to learn from his dad that you can't go by the rules all the time. Oh, I couldn't give, give a, a fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's eating a carrot because he's a wacky bad guy. Oh, fuck that. Like Bugs fucking Bunny. Well, that's the thing is like, I need to give this character a little 
trait that makes him. Yeah, but it does. It's it so stupid, isn't it? He's a proper. He actor. eats carrots. He's a proper like doing the method with his carrot. Fuck off. No, honestly, it's terrible. Oh. Then just do it. Bang, bang, job bang, done. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, job bang, done. bang. Bang, oh, he, bang. Oh, he's a done. sadist. That's always the excuse. There's his sadist. Yeah. Isn't he? He likes He, to, he likes okay. them to, he's, yeah. A little bit of a speech now. Here you go. Can't Gives his go... Bond villain speech. Bang, bang. Oh, it's a, and it's an anti-American thing. So, yeah. Okay. So that's another reason why I hate him. Fucking bullshit. Now, what are they going to do? They're stuck in a... T- oh, there's bad uh, guys everywhere. What it, are they going to do? Oh, look. They're going to do the thing Where with the feet. Where did they get feet. those guns from? What? <laughs> they, got those they grabbed them. They grabbed. They're they on the floor, have. weren't they? I just didn't oh, see yeah, it. Yeah, it's so stupid. Oh, fuck oh, off. Oh, God. Stop with this. We don't need this stupid fucking dialogue now. Oh, no. We're not going to die today. Oh, they've shattered the glass like in Die Hard. Like in Die Hard. But from the roof. And it has almost... Li- uh, and it's stupid. Let's run out the way of the Let's glass. Let's completely use up all our bullets. Right, now, here's how they escape from this. How would you escape? Look for the stairs? Nah, jump through the window. Jump through a window, <laughs> isn't it? How did they get up to the... F- oh, me. He got out. The top bad guy got out. Oh, God. And he's in a military opt- opticopter. Opticopter? He <laughs> <laughs> may as well be called the opticopter. Right, what are you going to do? Oh, they're coming back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what are you going to do, Jack and John? Because it's a military helicopter, isn't it? And like the, the Russian military have no, no, nothing to say about these, no. all this going on. Nothing going on. It's got huge bazooka Already, tunnels on I'm it. I'm running away from this. Okay, it's one of those guns, yeah. That yeah. would completely kill them Just immediately. Shred them. Immediately. I mean, I mean, it's oh. like a firestorm would be going. You know, those guns that they have on, on like helicopters like that. Yeah. They would just compl- they- Look, they're going to jump out of something from an exploding oh, thing. This, this don- they're go. dead. They are dead. Here we go. Look out. Let's get Look. out of this oh, building. No. They are dead. It's all get a, get a bit of a CG feel to it now, doesn't it? Look, here's my plan. Dead, 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 dead. Dead, 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 dead. They fall out of a building. Brain dead. smashed open. Body broken in two. Yeah, dead, Oh, dead, no, here dead. they go. They're oh, standing they're right. up. Look out. Lacerated. Oh, no. Dead, lacerated. Dead. Burnt to death. Now they're going down a tubey well, pipe. they wouldn't die there. I mean, this that's is... That's straight most... down. That's a, just a drop. That's not a slide. That's a drop. Yeah, that's... Oh, for fuck... Dead. Uh, dead, dead. This is so dead, stupid. Dead, dead. <laughs> Literally so fucking dead. It's a fucking heli- combat helicopter with one of those huge guns that just incinerate their oh, whole body. Fuck this fucking film. Okay. Seriously. Oh, and look, they're just police. And they just walk, walk away. away. Walk away. Walk away. Walk there off. You go. Walk it off, mate. Walk it off. I'll walk You're it off. Right. I've just fallen out of a fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just walk off. Oh, mate. I'm fucking done with this. Uh, I can't do this anymore. Really? Well, I don't want to watch it anymore. Fuck, should we just fuck this and spend the rest of the day doing something nice? Please, honestly. You I, know what? Fuck this. We could spend the whole day shitting on this film, but I, I think don't, we've I actually, seen enough. It's, I feel drained from having to... It's mate, just blueing. It's all blue. Mate, the blue grain. You know, the blue filter. And mate, the, mate. What? Sun's out. Not bad. It's, it looks all right, Should actually. we just uh, go for a walk, do something nice? Yeah. Come on, go, f- go somewhere nice. Please. 
I, I, I really... I've Let's got go li- somewhere lovely. Less of the shit. Right, that's it. We're not watching Day Off. not watching it. Here's what you need to know, right? They go to Chernobyl, which is a 50-minute... They minute go to Chernobyl? Yeah. And is they it steal- all radioactive? Oh, mate, they walk into one of the buildings and they cut this aerosol and they go, it is now not radioactive. Really? Yeah. And with a spray can? With a basic spray tube full of okay. They spray a building. Now it is not... No, this, no, no, no. And I then, am afraid radioactivity, it no work like that. You know then, what I mean? It fucking got a half-life. You can't just spray some shit on it. No. So they go to Chernobyl. They have a big fight in a building. Uh, another helicopter turns up and they blow up the helicopter and the building. And Bruce Willis jumps from an exploding helicopter through the air as it explodes into a building and slides across the floor, picks up a gun and then shoots some more bad guys. And then what, does he have to go to hospital after No, that? he's fine. He's fine. He just goes... <laughs> and Bruce Willis and Jai become best friends at the end because they've learned. But there's just, I just don't believe it. No, it's just so fucking shit. Yeah, I don't believe you survived that. No, it's too. The stakes were way too. It's a huge military helicopter that's, completely incinerating that's the whole floor. A set piece you say finale when you want to go over the top yeah, and you want to give them a big thing and now it's in the middle so they have to go bigger than that which is Chernobyl for the second yeah. jumping out of a building as a helicopter yeah. explodes yeah. moment <laughs> you just think I'm alright mate this is it this is the the. shall we just fuck this off and yes. do something nice I'm told you yes so many people waste so much time the franchise is dead movies. it's over it's dead they want to make he a cannot... sequel that's a prequel to Die Hard yeah, as young John McClane that's a better, better idea no because Die Hard is the story of how John McClane became that's the hero that's the origin story that's his origin story alright but it'd still be a better maybe it could be a more interesting if it didn't have Bruce Willis in it well, do you know Bruce what I mean? Willis would only be in bits of it that links the flashbacks yeah so who would be playing the young Timmy fucking Mallet. No, he... <laughs> I don't know. Timmy Mallet. Weird. Very on cheap show point, though. Come on, stop uh, it. Stop Just turn this. it off. Let's go for a lovely walk. All right, we'll go for a fucking walk. Right, we've decided to fuck off Die Hard 5, because fuck off Die Hard 5, basically. And instead, Eli and I are going to go for a mini little mystery tour, aren't we? Aren't we? Stop. Can you stop being so... Chummy, for one of the better. I'm being words. chummy. Nothing wrong with being chummy. You got your bag. Pass my bag. I'm passing him this bag. He's got his hands full with shit. You need to do my bag up. Oh, I've got to do everything for you now, have I? Because you're a fucking useless tool. No. What's this I'm holding? Looks like a packed lunch. God. Just close the bag, mate. I've caught the zip in the flap. Oh, you... Because f- your fucking bag's bollocks. Here we go. Here you go. Oh, come on. You've already soured this jolly feeling I have within me. We don't have a jolly feeling. I had a jolly feeling. So we're going to go for a little mystery journey, aren't we? Eh? It's not a mystery. I don't. Are we pretending it's a mystery? Is that what it is? You want it's a mystery for me. It's not. We're going up that place you said we should go up. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've got this as well. It's a bag of items, yes. We're going to play an impromptu price of shite. He's just locking up his uh, dwelling with his horrible lock, which needs WD-40, really. But that's fine. Because I'm sure your neighbours love the sound of that door slamming every day. Upstairs and down. So we're going to go for a lovely little walk, play a little game of uh, Price of Shite. Oh, what fun. Let's do something positive and fun rather than spend time with sad Bruce Willis. Sleepwalking his way through a piss-poor action movie directed by not only a journeyman director, 
but one with no passion. Right, where are we going? Well, I think we can get a gusto still from the hipster shop. Oh, yeah, watch. that's the plan. We're going to try and get gusto from the uh, hipster shop, which is a cola that we're quite partial to. for another ten minutes, but they might, you know, or maybe they... I don't know how long they're open for. Well, let's find out. It's exciting. Let's go now. Come with us as we journey into northwest London uh, for a little magical west. walk. It's north London. No, all right. It's a little bit west. It. It's not a little bit. Uh, west. Northeast. Yeah, it's more northeast than west, but it's not either of those things. It's just north. Right, great. Off we go. Right, cola has been got. Oh, what did you get? I didn't see you buy that. What's that? A sausage roll? Mm. It's a big old sausage roll, right, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, fair enough. It's a very big sausage roll. We got the cola. What's it called again? Gusto. Gusto Cola. Which, even though it is expensive, because what it was, what, £2 for a bottle of that stuff? Is it? Yeah. £2.99. Well, £1.99. Yeah, that is quite pricey. But we thought, let's you treat ourselves. Coke. Could you? Like a litre of Pepsi for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is all that kind of microbrewery, organic, cola, original no, flavour shit, that. innit? No, you say that, but Gusto. We used to, I told you we used to have a health food shop. My dad used to own a health food shop in the 80s. Gusto was around then. Was it? Yeah, that drink. It's been this old, it was, that's what I'm saying. It's not from the latest round of sort of artisanal fashionability. It's from a previous sort of macrobiotic health food sort of. Uh, Somehow right. it still managed to be around. Why? Because their cola is banging. Have we, have we mentioned this? No, you say what you, your thoughts. I said to you it's good. You tasted it. What did you think? I, I enjoyed it completely. It's like not like usual cola, where it's like really sweet and kind of syrupy. This one had a nice like sparkle to it. It's nice and fresh. You can taste the fruit texture to it. You know, it's nice. Yeah. And so we tried it, and then we fell in love with it. And we thought, why not treat ourselves today? Because we've had such a negative experience with Die Hard 5. Gray, Let's do something lovely. Gray, dreary, depressing. And it's like the attempts at humour in that film. They don't, they don't break the gloom, you know? It's a terrible film. It's just a headache-inducing shit fest. And we thought... Say, you spend three pounds on a fucking sausage roll. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the best sausage roll I've ever had in my life. What makes it nice? The meat's What's nice? The meat, the coarse-grained pork in there. Well, on the bright side. And the pastry. Mm. Robust. <laughs> also, not as too much of it, because other sausage rolls sometimes lean too heavily on the pastry and not enough sausage. Oh, mate. Sometimes I wish it was called Expensive Show. And then uh, we'd all buy a caviar. <laughs> oh, lovely fish bum egg treats. Lovely. <laughs> Right, so we're going to take a sort of circuitous route, Paul, but we're going to end up at yeah. Florentia Clothing Village, which is one of my favourite spots around here. Why? Because it's a sort of industrial scenario, and it's sort of, you know, it's quite liminal, for want of a better word. Liminal. So, yeah, we've, we've been here before as well. Nice little kind of man-made river through London. That took London... No, not that. We're going to go there as well. Yeah, we're no, I know, but... Clothing village. Them going on the new river. Do you mind not eating with your mouth full, you fucking pig? Eating with my mouth full? Yeah. Stop eating with your mouth full. <laughs> Shut up. Funny. This is one of those places where it's like a lot of abandoned kind of garage spaces, and they've all been, like, 
soaked up by the art crowd who now use them to live in and do their art and cheap affordable kind of living quarters like when you see those buildings that have been out of uh, action for ages and uh they now pay people to live in them as security where are we going i'm not that but also up there is the maynard factory the original maynard factory we'll talk about that more we will let's turn this off let's turn this off for a bit so i'm not carrying it fucking everywhere and we're all going for a cool school car park what i don't know i thought you were going in here all right see you in a bit like fucking Alan Whitaker or something. <laughs> Alan Whitaker. Wasn't he called Alan Whitaker? Wicker. Who was Alan Whitaker? You're thinking of the guy Whitaker who could whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Alan. Whitaker. Oh, okay, sorry. That's a new character, mate. Not. No, it's not. Alan Whitaker. What does he go everywhere, gets lost, and whistles? Yeah. Where am I? Where am I? How it's much? <laughs> I can't do any characters. Shut up. Right, we have uh, gone through the back roads and the side streets of. Uh, Haringey, wherever we fucking are, I don't care. And um, we are now, after stopping off at a little uh, corner shop for a few delights. No, we haven't done, have we talked to them since we got the gusto? Yes, we have, okay. Briefly. Just, uh oh. Right. Outside Labrooks. <laughs> right, where are we? What? Now, we've come on a very circuitous route. <laughs> keep using that. Paul, we came through Chestnuts Park. Now, I was, it's a nice little park. Yeah. But I always think it's like the name of a park. It's more like a, the name of a theme park. It's not the, like the name of a real park. Like Chestnuts. a kiddies area. Yeah, it's like um, like in a children's book. It'd be Chestnuts Park, wouldn't it? Great point. Yes. I just wanted to get that out. Look, someone has spray painted a huge cock on that Ladbrokes. <laughs> the meters doesn't connect, so it doesn't right, really. Well, why did you want to point the, this sign out? Well, you don't find that amusing at all. I just want to move on because I don't care about a badly drawn spray painted red cock under a horse's mouth outside Labrooks. <laughs> Looks like the horse is interested. Sniffing. Sniffing around. Right. We came through Chestnuts Park, round the back, and now we're up here at the, uh, the foot of the industrial zone. I know this area, colloquially, me, in a, in a colloquial sense, I know the whole area as Florentia Clothing Village. But on this sign, there's some other things listed. Florentia Clothing Village is at the top. Then you've got Tewkesbury Industrial Estate, Oriental Carpet Centre, Crusader Industrial Estate, and there's another industrial estate arena off to the right. Now, are you ready to join me as we venture into Florentia Clothing Village and environs? Don't fucking get smug. I'm, I'm thinking about how I come up with a response to this, which is apt. And my response is, all right, since we've left the house, I need to take a picture of this. Hang on. Right, so we are now turn the corner, humped for 320 yards as we enter Florentina Clothing Village. See it there on the sign there. That's the actual clothing village uh, in there. They've got little clothing stores in there, usually. Well, that's quite a nice chair someone's dumped, isn't it? It is quite a nice little chair someone has dumped. Would you carry it home? I might get it on the way back. But we can't because we're going not well. We go past that, so it's you might have to worry. It might be there tomorrow. Won't be. Or it could be covered in a lady's spaff after being banged roughly on that oh. chair tonight. And then they'd <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Some, oh, someone does some open air work. Hello, Gaffner. There's a chair here. It's nice let's and spaffed. Let's have a look and see if the clothing village itself is open. Let's do that. Thrilling stuff. 
Let's have a look. Flats one to ten. So hang on, is it also a residential yeah, building? A sort of a courtyard bit through there, through that opening there. So and this is all little, quite little retail units or something like it. It's like a little business thing. Yeah. Oh, look at that. What is that? Pump house or something. Something like Victorian that. Victorian pump house. That's what I mean about the charm of this area. Do you know what I mean, Paul? Little brick buildings from the sort of bygone industrial era. That and that, that the roof of that. Roda house. Roda like house. Like definitely 1910s or something, I reckon, that built. There you go, the village. Go oh, yeah, there's a little village inside. It's all been made to look like a little village. There's cottages. Oh, I see, yeah, there's all this stuff going on. So now it's all split up into little shoplets and things. We've got different squares in there. You can imagine how this was once a factory little area at one time. It must have been a factory. A joined up factory, sort of clothing and buttons or something like that, you mean? Yeah. Right. And it all got ch churned out. Maybe. Oh, I like that. Let's take a picture of that. That's a nice picture. It's a nice arresting site. Theodore's that's Hearns the, Cottage. That's the chimney from the spoiler alert Maynard's factory. That yeah. The corner. Yeah, we've got a surprise for you boys and girls. Eli and Paul are going to Willy Wonka's factory. Well, it's not Willy Wonka, it's Maynard. Yeah, but he's the closest we're going to get, isn't it? Let's get out of the village. Let's get out of the village. We're, get, we're leaving the village. Is there anything else you want to say before I turn this off? No? All right, well then, let's move on. See you in a bit. So, right, we're walking down now this road. This, this is road out the back of the factory. And there's a whole row of buildings here, which at some point must have been like... Garages people they worked out of? In garages or warehouses. Yeah. And now it's like filled with what I presume are art students and things like that who live here and paint <laughs> shit. Like such a granddad. <laughs> art students. <laughs> Bloody students. They're not, they're not students, but you know, there are no, art people and there's lots of different people. Probably there's an old piano. Oh car there's an old piano, it's been battered. Probably for an art project. You never know. And peeking in. You just never know. Oh, Smoking drugs out window, druggy detective, disgusting round here. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Bloody making paintings and smashing up pianos and smoking doobie cigarettes. I should take some photos. Take some photographs of this wretched hive of villainy. I looked in one house and it was just covered in fairy lights and a couch and a sink. It's no way to live, is it? No, no. <laughs> I agree, but look how this... Now we've got some actual active garages down here, but look at... The, the honest working bloke's garage. Look at these old cottages that remain at the end, these brick cottages, Paul. Look at the degradation of those. They do look like a haunted house. They look like something out of uh, Dickens, don't they? Yeah. Crippedly and crumbly and all bendy and like they've sunk a little bit or they didn't, weren't quite built right. God knows what's in there, other than like 40 years of dirt and filth. And unused tools. Right, we're leaving the village um, uh, environment. There's that. You see, though, all those people who live, the art students who live there, they've got that park, that little park there, as their back garden. So that's I quite bet nice, they do the it? doobie cigarettes there no, too. Stop being so weird. This is my character, outraged no, Alan. Weird. I'm outraged, Alan. Oh, fucking, do you know what? Seventy percent of your characters are called Alan. I'll make it 100% if you're not fucking careful. All right, go on then. I'm Naughty Alan. Oh, who's this now? Oh, bad Alan. Who's this up the road? Happy Alan. Who's round the corner? <laughs> gay Alan. Oh, hello, gay Alan. Oh, you take the time to say hello to him. <laughs> well, I might be in there. <laughs> you are with ha gay Alan. Oh, fuck it off. Right, we'll be back when we get back on the uh, river. Hang on. Industrial building. Don't care. Moving on. Right, we have reached 
our destination. It is the New River Path, and it's part of the Capital Ring. Part of the Capital Ring. Of which we are not completely on au fait with. Is that what we were doing um, for the quest? When you... That was that's part of the ring. the ring, yeah. Or yeah. well, certainly we crossed over it, it at some point. Round. The ring goes all round. That's goes, what rings do. Ring goes round. Goes round the capital, doesn't it? So, what is this new river? It was built, wasn't it, just for transporting stuff down the river? This river was built. It's man-made river, but it was built before they had the technology of locks, which allowed canals to be built. So it was like I think it was built in the 1600s, late 1600s. Oh, okay. And they had to make it. It was to supply water to this part of North London and bring it in from Hertfordshire and so they had to basically it winds and goes around natural obstacles and it just flows down where does, where does it end in the Lee I think it joins the Lee okay so the interesting thing about that is obviously to make the river work and get the stuff down there the whole thing had to be designed and built on a slight decline what is it isn't it that's right yeah but it had to go round mounds and hills so that yeah. it didn't can't go uphill obviously ever no. so it winds and a lot of it these days, it still is a river, but a lot of it these days is underground. And if you want, to, you can't walk along the whole length of it, which would be a good walk. But there's just bits like this one we're on here, which is above the, the uh, Florentia Clothing Village. And we can you get a much better view of the Maynard's factory from up here, don't you? you do. Look at those little turrets. I love it. Those little green turrets. It is like Willy Wonka's factory. You can imagine it in there, can't you? Certainly in its heyday, in the, you know, the, 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 the mid-1900s. You know, whenever it was built, 50s, wasn't it? Oh, we can do some research later, but well, yeah. No, it's older. It's like late 1800s. Is it? Yeah. We're going to do some research. We'll do we some research. Down. We're about to sit down. There's some, frankly, terrifyingly huge signets up there. Those, yeah. are, those are young. And they can still fucking still peck your fuck dick you off. Up. They look like rude boys. They're going to... Remember last time we were down here and all the sea fowls or whatever, the water fowls having a right they're barney? They're grey. Those could get... Vi- I think we should hang back. Yeah, let's not fuck with that. They look like they're on a mission. Yeah, we're going to hang back from the naughty swans. swans. They're They're almost full size already, but you can tell they're young by the um, grey plumage rather than they haven't gone white yet. Wonderful plumage, Pete. (laughs) So yes, we are staring at the... uh, It's not now any longer the Maynard's factory, but back in the day it was built by the Maynard's family to make candy. Paul of the uh, chimney. It's a lovely photograph. now has uh, O.C. C written on it, which is, the, I think the whole site's been turned into sort of, sort of renter space sort of thing. Yeah. You can rent an office space and make it your base of operations and stuff like that. Uh, we'll do a little bit of research and come back to you once we find a nice place to sit down so we can have a little bit of a nibble, uh, drink that lovely cola and play Paul Gannon's uh, thrown together, but still quite delightful, Price of Shite. Price of Shite. See, didn't expect that when you started listening to about two guys complaining about fucking Die R5. Die R5. Oh, right. oh, don't lay it on. Let them enjoy it. Don't say you must enjoy it. Oh, you must enjoy this segment, you bastards. We've taken a seat just over the way from the Maynard's factory, just by the new river, and we're watching all the little duckies and all the... I don't know what they are, waterfowl? Waterfowl is a general term, including all birds of the water, fowl of the water. That's what waterfowl means. It's not a species. A spoff in the water makes me. I think they're moorhens, aren't they? Moorhens. Moorhens. They're a blackbird with a white mohawk sort of thing down the down the front of their face. Pretty. But I tell you what, were really impressive, and I have never seen before. Paul, were they cygnets? The baby swan. They're not baby swans. They're like teenage swans. Yeah. Full size with powerful looking necks. You know what I mean? They chased us. They gave it some, didn't they? They were like, listen, 
It was rearing up. It was Jurassic Park style, mate. Jurassic Signet. I was say, and we haven't been bothered by bugs, but look. They're hovering. I can see them hovering. Well, listen. We can, also, we should mention, we can see the tower from uh, where Doctor Who fell off. Is that going to be a <laughs> cultural point of every time we mention we can well, see can it? We see, go. Look, you can see the whole front of Alistair Palace. <laughs> Alistair Palace. You can't see the front of Alistair Palace from here. You're right. It's Wonger out. Alistair Palace. Alistair Palace is standing on the other bank and he's uh, joshing his knob job. Great, great, great <laughs> material. So let's just do a little bit of a history of where we are. So this is outside what used to be the Maynard's factory. Charles Riley Maynard and his brother Tom started manufacturing sweets in 1880. You were right, in their kitchen in Stamford Hill, which is just up the road from here. Yes. Well, it's literally just there. Yeah. I mean, we're sort of, we're on the border of Stamford Hill and sort of Haringey. Manor House, yeah. Next door, Charles' wife, Sarah Ann, ran a sweet shop selling their products. In 1896, the brothers formed Maynard Sweet Company. And there's the veil door entrance at Maynard Haringey. Yeah, I've passed that. That's down there. That's yeah. still there. The, um, it's in the, in the stonework, it says Maynard's, and then also in the... Yeah. Ten years yeah. later, in 1906... In the fencing pool, there's an M. I don't, don't want to <laughs> panic you, mate, but the, uh, the signets are back and they're looking, looking hungry. Yeah, he's giving me an eye again. Look at the way he's looking at me. Look at that. That's a definite look of try it and we'll break you. Well, did you want to try it? No, not against that. Ten years later, shut up. Ten years later in 1906, the expanding concern moved a mile or so to a new factory in Vale Road, Haringey. 1906. Okay, so it's just 20th century, but that's it. That's the new one. The new factory site below an embankment of the new river permitted clean Hertfordshire spring water to be, to be used in the production. Whilst the proximity of the Lee navigation and numerous railways facility facilitated the easy cheap shipping of the required coal, sugar and gelatin. London itself provided a ready market to some 10 million people and the world's largest commercial port was within five miles. Oh, here's the story. This is where we're going to get to. Around the turn of the century, Charles Gordon, heir to the heir to the confectionery firm, suggested to his father they diversify into making wine gums, an idea that outraged Charles Senior, a strictly teetotal Methodist. However, Charles Riley gradually came around to the idea when his son persuaded him that the projected new sweets would not contain alcohol. So Maynard's wine gums were introduced in 1909. Now, that raises so many questions for me, Paul. Because why would you why would you invent something that doesn't contain wine and call it wine gums? What's the what's the idea? I guess it was just to break up the, fra- the idea of strawberry flavour or whatever the gimmick was. Because everyone seems to think, oh, what are wine gums? Did they have some relation to actually containing wine at some point? But no, it's pure. It's it's a simulacrum. It's like this. It's a sign that is completely um, decoupled from anything that it ever signified. It never signified anything. It never meant anything. It never referred to anything. No, but the point is, is that I guess it was just a new way of s- selling the same flavours. So rather than strawberry, it's now called port or something, or Merlot. Yeah, okay, so it's fruit flavoured. But why would you call it port? So a child could pretend he was sophisticated. I'm drinking wine. Look, I'm, I'm having wine, Daddy. Look, I'm a big boy now, and I've had port. I have port just like Daddy does after, after tea time. He has port, and then he... He gets very angry. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's go in there. Um, apparently, by 2002, worldwide sales of Maynard's wine gums were f- in £40 million pounds sterling per annum. So they're still making a shitload of money. But basically, this got the, the fact you got too big for its location, so they moved to uh, Newcastle. So, you know, by and large, the factory closed... Oh, okay, interesting. In 1990, Maynard's merged with Tottenham Licorice Mill, Bassett's, and Trebor. In 88, following the acquisition of the company by Cadbury, the local factory closed and Maynard's Wine Gums, an associated sweet manufacturer, was moved to Sheffield. In 1990? 
91. So this was still operational in the 80s? Yeah. This factory here that we're looking at, that's interesting. Until it got, until the old tree bore and bat, it all merged together. Ah. And Maynards, that was their thing, was the wine gums. That was the... And guess what we've got, ladies and boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's have, let's have one of each wine gum now to celebrate where we are. Oh, this is much better than watching Die R5, isn't it? It certainly is. Now, what is your favourite? I like the circle ones. I like the red ones. Aren't they? They're the circle ones. I guess they're all the different same shapes. I yeah, guess. that's the point. That's why your theory breaks down. Because they different coloured gums have the same... It's random. You know, you can have a red one that says port on it and you can have a red one that says sherry on it. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? So it's just ridiculous. The whole thing is just bizarre. What is just referencing wine? These are fruit I like the black currant ones, the black ones. I don't like those. I don't like those. And famously, some people like the red ones and the black ones so much that they went ahead and they made a special edition yeah. red and blacks. Did you like those? Crazy ideas. Yeah. I like the variety. You've got to mix it up. Though, the wine, it's got no connection to any, anything. Fuck you. There you go. Have a half of that. That is a fantastic half, isn't it? Oh. This is champagne. Oh, that's just such a sweet shop. Sweet shop huff. Do you know what I mean, champagne, Paul? but it's black. I don't know. I've got an orange. Have a red one. Mm, what's this one say? Maynard's. That's not wine at all. It's got a logo on. That's the same sign as above that door yeah. down there. This is nice. That's good. You've got the sign on one of these mm. sweets from down there. Mm. Oh, the burgundy, and it's a green one. They only taste ever so slightly different from each other, don't they? Though I can definitely taste the lime in the in that green one. I just hate. What do you think of wine gums? I, they're one of my favourite all-time sweets. I like wine gums. I love fruit gums. I love all the round tree stuff. So yeah, I like fruit gums a lot. They're very much my bag, and unfortunately, they're a big part of why my teeth are massively ruined. That and the smoking, and and the drugs, and the meth. You don't do meth, Paul. I do do meth. Maybe you'd exciting, exciting stuff up round here if you did start in doing a little toot of meth before. I'm Angry Alan and I do meth. Uh, no, you're not Angry Alan. I'm Alan Allen. <laughs> oh, I'm Alan Allen. We've reached peak Alan. Peak Alan. <laughs> right, let's just take a little break, relax, and then we'll come back with um, a price of shito. Price of the shito, al fresco. Al fresco, price of the shito. With my price of shitums in uh, my bag. Duck action. Let's get some red hot duck be, action there on. There might be some duck action. Let's, let's have a look for some Wouldn't hot duck action. Wouldn't it be great action. if some ducks started to fucking do it? Oh, those two look busy. They do. They look like they're sort of trying to sort of look innocuous, eat some duck weed or something. But they're actually. Oh, look at his ass. Oh. Those ducks are going to go for it. As soon as our back's turned, Paul. No. They'll be looking into the Maynard's. <laughs> Is that a type of duck, a Maynard? Hey. No, it's a mallard. Oh, yeah. The Maynard mallard. <laughs> Imagine that if the Maynard mallard came down here. That would be the best day in the world. Oh. Oh. See you in a bit. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's a bespoke, well, not bespoke, it's a makeshift price of shite. Price oh, well, shite oh, well, well, fresco. El price oh, well, shite oh, well, fresco. El price oh, well, shite oh, well, fresco. El fucking price oh, well, shite oh, well, fresco. And that's right. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. Paul, uh, one... Thank you, Anthony Newley, for singing the intro for us. Paul, one observation. From here... God, do you like those old ladies on, like the TV who grab the microphone from the presenter and try and hold it. It's like, no, I'll hold it. You just speak. <laughs> just give it to me. From here, the roof of Alexandra Palace, Palace. Uh, looks like some kind of weird robotic steampunk whale that's breaking water. Do you see what I mean? It's arched back. No. Right. So, um, 
just by happenstance, I got a couple of uh, things from a charity shop, and uh, it's a very simple game. I've got four items for you. We might get some bird action. I'm hoping some bird action, or the steampunk robotic whale could swim down across the 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 veil. I am not entertaining this idea any further. Right, All so right, I'm ready to pray. Four items, but the twist is this time is that I'm going to give you the prices. There are four prices, and you have to match the price to the item. Okay, simple as. Paul, I just want to know about one thing. How am I gonna get the petwing? That's the one thing. Petwing, one petwing for I'm every a, right. How am I gonna get the petwing? <laughs> one petwing per I'm correct a, item. I'm a, how am I gonna get it? I'm a, how am I gonna get a petwing? Nor am I entertaining that. Right, <laughs> Eli, a petwing per correct answer. If you get all four right, how many extra petwings do I get then? I'm gonna give you four petwings. So how many possible petwings could I get? I want eight. Just voice the petwings. Eli Silverman, you could get a potential eight petwings today. That's between, 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 between. Happy? Yes. Now that's a bit naughty. I gave you petwings like you were earning them. No, you're just voicing the petwings. I could have just voiced one petwing and that would have been. No, but you have to voice the possible petwings. <laughs> right, okay, right. Yeah. Item one. I'm just going to ran- randomly grab these. Item one is this. What is it? Describe it. Um, Paul, this is some kind of grabbing device, but. The claw, it's a, like a gun-shaped grabber, for want of a better word, in lime green, and it has a picture of a robot on the sort of barrel of the gun part, and the, the grabber is fashioned to look like um, a piece of... Construction machinery. Like a, one of those diggers or whatever that you get on a bulldozer. building site, a bulldozer. Like there's a... Grabber. There's basically warning sort of margin on the edges of this grabber, and they're sort of scoops... And when you pull the trigger, it extends, not unlike the Nintendo Ultra Hand, if you ever know that. Yes, but this is obviously a much inferior build quality. You can see the the bit that extends is wobbling all around in there already. But it does have a surprisingly effective grabbing. I'm going to do it on your nose. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What a successful grab. That's item number one. Okay. So, you know, thoughts and feelings, just without knowing the prices in advance. I think that's never going to be more than a quid. Interesting. Right, next item. Moving swiftly on, what have we got here? Oh, let's give you this one next. Item number two, Mr. Silverman. God, it's like watching a monkey learn a trick for nuts. Right, ready? Yes. Item number two is... This is an item that I'm not entirely sure exactly what it is yet, but I do know what it is fashioned to resemble. Star Wars is R2-D2. It's um, some kind of light, is it? Oh, it makes noise. You press it. Oh, it's it, just a it is a decorative no, object. It is a lamp, but the battery's a bit faded and dead. So when ideally you're meant to squeeze it, it makes the sound and then it lights on. And then what do you do? It's a little night lamp for your bedside table or something. It's just a little lamp for the table. <sighs> the fact that this exists kind of depresses me. Yeah. Right. So it's an R2D2 talking. Let me talking. see if I can make it go. It sounds pretty poorly, actually. Talking bedside lamp. Yeah, well, beeping. No longer functional, but you think that's because the batteries run down? I think if you put new batteries in, you might be all right with that. Might be a bit more showy and exciting. Right. I've lost. Mate, you've got two more to go. At least that's like a one pound, two quid. It could be up to. I don't know what the top barrier is. It's very hard for me to. This is just speculative, so don't worry about it. Fifty, I think. All right. Next item. Let's give you this. What's this? Oh, this is. Baubles for beard. Oh, God, it's really killing me. 
the shitness of all of this. It's not been shite for a price of shite for a while. No, this that, that was actually a charity shop. But all of these are charity shops. Because uh, Watford Junction has a nice selection of charity shops up the main road. This is a terrible... <sighs> They're fairy lights for a man's beard, basically. Festive season, like, kill me now. Wear them for episode 200. This is like the 21st century equivalent of your uncle grabbing the lampshade and putting it on his head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it's just like... But wear it for episode 200. <laughs> have the baubles in. I can't. I don't have enough. I do. Don't know. You do have enough. You've got enough purchase for baubles. I, I might, I'll consider that, Paul, because it might. Please be. rest my baubles upon your chin. It might be quite a good look for two hundred. Yeah. yeah, do it. All right. right that, That's that, the best item so far, I guess. But it's still just the cynicism of the whole beard celebration of the beard is something wacky. Do you know what I mean? That symbolises. Oh, you know what else, Paul? I'm getting fucking eaten to death now by mosquitoes out by this river. Uh, boo-hoo. Uh, final item. Oh. You ready? Final item. Here we go. What is it? It's a Rubik's Cube of some description, but it looks like an oversized Rubik's Cube. The centre block in each face is hollow, so you could probably feed something. I can see the sign on it says Revo now, and, oh, there's a, oh, there's a switch. I've seen a switch, Paul. I'm going to switch it on. It probably needs new batteries as well. <laughs> Is it actually a game you play with? So, it? basically, it looks like a Rubik's Cube. It's an official Rubik's product, and it's called the Rubik's Revo. And the idea is, is it's a bit like uh, Simon yeah. Says. Yeah. It's a bit like Simon Says. No, 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 like Simon. Yeah. So some games, some are more like memory games, and some are more like reaction games. So depending on the setting, oh. you press the buttons on either side, and you chase the lights around it. Ooh. I want to play that. Yeah, well, if you put new batteries in, you can probably get it working, because at the moment, it sounds poorly. That's blue. Each colour has a different game attached to it, and I guess at the instruction booklet might tell you more. But have the instruction booklet. Nope. But we can look online maybe. But that's a a, a, a Revo. Easily my favourite item so far. It's a pretty little thing as well. Isn't it? It's nice. It's nice and big as well. It's a bit bigger than the Rubik's. Yeah. Right. There are your four items. Now here are your four prices, Mr. Silverman. Can I get some background info about where you um? purchased these uh i can't remember the exact st- stores now off the top of my head but i was in watford junction along the main high street there's a bunch of charity shops and i, I went into bernardo's oxfam you know uh, british heart foundation all the usuals and these are all charity shop items all. including this yeah uh the the grabber it's, i think grabber three looks like something you might get in a sort of news agent by the suites do you know yeah, what i mean it looks like not, that it's a charity shop. okay definitely it's all charity shop buys in fact i think these three even came from the same place and that was different or okay. maybe those three did and that yeah, was different okay. either way I need a, uh, the other thing i need to have any chance of getting uh, more than one between on the board here paul is i need a, a top limit for the most you've spent for everything basically well once you i know. show you the prices you'll that's know won't you i want oh that we're playing a different version I yeah remember i give you the prices and you have to attach them to each item all right I'm ready so for my first here we go price. we're going to start with no no i'm just going to give you them in all in the in cheapest the most expensive go, yeah. here's your first price 50p. I'm right. giving him a little 50p post it note. I posted that on my. No, you post it, you put it on no, the I item you think it, it is. Item. You do, that's the point. I no, want you to put it on an item. I have to decide now which one is 50p. You can swap them around, I can but. Swap them around. So what's the point? I'll keep it here. All right, well, 50p. Next one is. I think that's the grabber, by 80p. The um, 80p could be the baubles. Next. These are going to be higher, these two. Next two prices is mine. One pound. One pound. And finally. One pound and 50 pence. 
You have eight fifty p, eighty p, one pound, and one pound fifty. What do you think? I'm just going to go with my first notion here, Paul. I'm going to put fifty p onto the lime green robot branded grabber with the mechanical vehicle claw. So hard to describe that fucker. You can it's see probably pictures. a very simple phrase to describe it. Pictures. I've got. I was. I had a moment of. 80p for the beard light. Abomination. Mm. One pound. That's one pound fifty. You've got there. One pound. Rubik's cube game. Yeah. One pound fifty. The R2D2 bedside lamp that also talks. Lamp. So are you happy that you you're going to stick with well, those? I'm going to give you one give, chance to. Uh, well, don't. Oh, what? Look, he's giving me the poker face now. I'm just you saying. Get, oh, you want to help me here? Have I got, how have I got it wrong? He's put 50p on the green claw. He's put 80p on the baubles, £1 on the Rubik's Cube, and £1.50 on the R2-D2. Now, all I'm going to say at this point is if you want to, I'll allow you to swap any two prices. It's that simple. The same gambit you'd get on Price okay, of Right. I'm going to... I shouldn't. I am. I'm going to put the baubles a quid. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Sorry. You're going to stick with everything. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. All right. In that case, I'll pull from my pocket the written down... Here comes Prices. the Petwing, murderer. Starting with 50p. Here comes the Petwing, big Petwinger. Let's see, let's see what happens. Murderer. You ready? Are you just going to randomly do that gag? Here comes the big... Right, okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get going. Oh, some more ends. Oh, some more ends. Ah. They're excited. They've all come to see the... Uh... Oh. oh, it's kicking. Oh, it's kicking off. Oh, it's all kicking off. <laughs> this happened last time we were up here, Paul. Oops, don't say that. No, I mentioned earlier we've been here before. It's fine. It's not like the Madry mystery thing. This is the okay. bespoke. Listen, shut up. Shut up, more hens. Time for my betwings. Right, so we're going to buy least to most expensive. First of all, for 50p, you said the claw. The answer is 50p, the claw. Come on. That's, that's a betwing. That is a betwing. Next, 80p. For 80p, you said the baubles. For 80p, the answer was, and this is a shocker, the R2-D2 was 80p. Oh, that's unexpected. I hope I get one more per twing. Right. That's it, it's broken now. I mean, everyone knows I'm not getting top per twings. And, yeah. this game. Here it. we go. It broke it, this game. This whole format's shit, though, isn't it? Because go. You tiring, boring, predictable wank. You didn't win, so everything's bullshit. Well, I'm I gave you now. the chance. The best I could hope for, what's the best I could do now? Two out of four, isn't it? No, yeah. So the best I could do... I'm hoping to get one more between from this whole game. All right, well, you well, said... it's not fucking worth it, is it? One pound, oh, you said. I'm getting eaten alive as well. It's, they, must, they must sense the uh, meat on you. The meat on me. They like the sweet meat on me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so one pound. You said... Uh, for one pound, you said it was the Rubik's Cube. And the answer is for one pound... The Rubik's Cube. Come on, Petwing. That's good. I'm pleased with that. So. Which means that the uh, the beard item was the most, was the most expensive. £1.50, which I, I bought simply for the uh, curveball. Yeah, good curveball, because that is a piece of shit. I bet it doesn't even work. No, I know, right? Fucking terrible. Like the uh, the Rubik's Cube, though, I wanna, I'd actually like to give that a little gang. You can have that if you want that. Thanks very much, Paul. You want now, the Grabby Paul, Claw and the Paul, R2-D2? Double or nothing. I've got an item on here here now double or nothing you can steal my betwings alright or else I get four if you get this wrong yeah if this is what you need Eli this is what you need to get through this failure then I will happily double or nothing yeah? I, I'll happily entertain this so I get four betwings if you don't get this right alright I'm going to produce the item little alarm clock standard mini 
Nice. Clock face. Uh, Glow in the dark hands. Face. Bedside Very table kind of thing. Though, White. Where'd you get it from? Charity shop around the corner for me, one of them. Then I will say oh, that. No. North Finchley. Yesterday I got it North Finchley. All there. right. So I'm going to say on a shelf, a uh, uh, little bit overpriced for what it is. I'm going to say 150 for that. 50p. <laughs> Four per twings. Well done. Four per twings. Well done. Right. Now that you've uh, won back some hollow victory. Uh, one more place I'd like to show you, Paul. We're going to go down the passage now. He's going to take me up his dark passage, Harry ladies and gentlemen. passage, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, sun has set on our North London uh, soiree oh, as far away as possible. The sun is set. The sun's going down. We're going to now go to Eli's dark back passage where he'll reveal more about why he's taking me up the passage. <laughs> well, of course I'm going to do it. Anyway, well done. You did all right there with your price of shite and Thank you. some nice prizes. Yes, thanks very much. I like the Rubik's Cube thing. Right, so where are we and why are we? We're at the very beginning of Haringey Passage, which is a disused sewer that is runs in between the houses and is used as a pathway now. It used to be an open sewer at it one did. point. And also, we're here right at the southernmost end of it, where it's gated off here. In that park by the right side of the railroad, there's a massive stink pipe, which is a, it was a brick chimney to remove the smell. Big old stinky pipe. So we're going to go up uh, Harangay Passage, starting at Umfrevel Umfrevel Road. Umfrevel. Umfrevel Road. Yeah. Crazy. And here's our first passage. And you're right. It is. Back in the day, what 1800s? This would have been open and exposed, and like everyone's shit. shit. Gulch, yeah. I think it would be a shit gulch. So I said that's a stink pipe. But you'll also see other stink pipes dotted along this, which are these big Victorian uh, cast iron sort of chimneys. But they are they date from the pre-germ theory when they thought that disease was caused by smells the miasma theory of disease yeah. and so that's what they were doing just removing the smell of shit because they thought that's what made people sick it's nice that they built houses so close to this open sewer to be honest would you think what the sewer was first and that's then the whole of london mate people just throw their shit out the window for hundreds of years all of it just got chucked in the street outside your window i bet you think oh glory days no, oh, i would have i would have thrived okay, back okay, then okay, okay, okay. hang on one second what why because i'm what because you stink. Character, my character <laughs> what? Because my character what? I revel. I, not only do I stink, do I, I rattle around in poo heaps like a big squishy pig boy. Is that what you're fucking saying, man? You rummage in the sprunch of foulness. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's trying it now with the, with the, the new speak. It's the sprunch of silence. Anyway, another thing to say about the um, passageway. Certain passages of the passageway, portions of the passageway have that old you can see that old flagstone old flagstone which is nice yeah it's got almost kind of like a church pathway feel yeah, and it's all especially look at this bit we're just, we've come to the next road it crosses look at that one there you can see it's all uneven and it's all smoothly uneven like pictures on our website thecheapshow.co.uk because otherwise what you want a picture of bruce willis's bald sad head we can do that for you mate we're going down harringay passage what's this what is that i want you to tell me well, I presume it's just someone's kind of air ventilation that they've no, gated they, up. Why have they gated that little thing? So there? people don't put stuff up it or... Get under... Look, you can get through there. It's not, it doesn't protect from that. Well, then I can't help you. Well, don't you think it's mysterious? No. Look, there's one there, but that's over a window. And it's that's so, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think it matters. I think you're just making mountains out of molehills. So where does this run to? All the way up to Turnpike Lane. Hits Turnpike Lane. Oh, really? That little park area by there? 
No, Turnpike Lane, the actual road, halfway down it, where all the curry houses are and all of that, oh, up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's all the way down there? Yeah. Oh, oh this one of the big stink pipes. Take a picture of that when you can. Take a picture of the big stink pipe. That's what I mean. If you want to see Eli's big stink pipe, thecheapshare.co.uk. I like the acoustics of this place as well. Vote to save the tree. Do you know about saving the tree? No, I think that's out of date now. And it's just Is it? I saw a few of them. I didn't notice them last time. Anyway, vote to save the tree, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Now, where are we? Duckett Road. Yeah. yeah. We're going, oh, yeah, it's Harringay Passage. Take a picture of that sign to prove it. I want to be in this picture. You take a picture of me by the sign that says Harringay Passage. And look cool. Yeah, look, am I looking? Do I look cool? Is this cool? Roving Maverick Broadcaster. Roving Maverick Broadcaster, yeah. Is that look roving and manic enough? Not roving and manic. What's the word I was looking for? Yeah, I'll do a picture of hard-hitting reporter. Take it. <laughs> you look like yeah. an egg. What do you mean I look like yeah. an egg? Is it that because you've got the mask round your bottom? It makes it all very... Eggy. Round. You look like Humpty Dumpty. I'm Humpty Dumpty, roving reporter. I like the acoustics here. Yeah. Nice and echoey. This part of the passage does have a different uh, character, though, doesn't it? More friendly. It's quite nice. I like the, the greenery on either side. Do you want me to finish you off at the top of this passage? We should finish off when we turn, yeah? Yeah. Well, there's not much more of the podcast to go, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a nice chandeur. Chandeur. What's the word? Sojourn. Sojourn, yeah. We've had well, a lovely sojourn. Both sides here. Lucky me. Well, I say nothing at the moment. <laughs> Where are we now? Pemberley Road. Boys. It says boys there. Stop shouting out, it says boys there. It sounds so weird and creepy. You car, weird don't creepy. go anywhere. Oh, is that a car? Is it Paul? You didn't. I was only protecting your life, mate. Right, is this the last segment of passage? I don't know, we're on the last couple. Oh, there's a couple more. No, it goes all the way up to Turnpike Lane. We but we're not off. getting off at that, no. We're turning off quite soon. All right, good. And then we're going to wrap it up, yeah? It's funny how each one of these passages has almost a different character yeah, to them. that's cool. Do you see what I mean? You're now starting to like the passageway, aren't you? One's a little kind of dangerous, one's a little bit more relaxed. They have different little natures to them, don't they? Yeah, I like it. I think it's... It uh, widens up. When you get a lot further on, it widens right out. Make your own jokes, boys and no. girls. <laughs> <laughs> we're close now. This is Warham Road we're crossing now. Warham Road. War, war and Peace. Oh, that's the best I could do. <laughs> so I think we're one across now. We just go one more passage of this link of the passage down. Yeah, because there's the three. There's the three, four, one that comes up round your house. So must so be one more over. Yeah, we're one more over. Yeah. Exactly. I'm au fait with Haringey. Yeah. Well, if you know about the passage, then you're au, then you're on a no, next level of being au fait with Haringey. You know. Yeah, well, I'm I, I'm well in the lifeblood of this uh, community. I don't think that's true. Here we go. One more passage. Ah. Oh. And what a what an unsuspecting passage it is. It's kind of filled. <laughs> unsuspecting. Unsuspecting passage. <laughs> because look, it's kind of open. You can kind of. It smells feel. sweet. This one. Mm, it's all that greenery. Mm. Good job on the greenery, gardener. Yeah. Good pass. Good bit of the passage. This. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. So to sum up, Die Hard Five is definitely not worth yeah. your time. Wow. Is it, it is a miserably made, poorly edited, cynical and shambolic nonsensical, passionless piece of cash-in trash. And um, it was so painful, we couldn't finish it. All you need to know is that there's the scene at the end where he jumps out the exploding helicopter through into a building, right? Yeah. It's the first time, I remember sitting there in the cinema watching it. 
And when that happened, I heard this voice go, oh, fuck off, out loud. And that person was me. And I remember going, oh, who's that dickhead? <laughs> so it was me. So do not re- uh, watch Die Hard 5. Do not buy it on the cheap. Don't bother. Spend your money on a Blu-ray box set of just the first three films. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. And uh, we've had some fun. We played a little game. We had some Maynard's wine gums, a little bit of history of North London. And uh, it's good times. Good times, Paul. I'm, I'm glad I got uh, that move in with the Betwings, and that's a, it's a good score, even if I got them by hook or by crook. You uh, you didn't even get a Betwing for being within 25p. Of the- I wasn't playing for Betwings. I was just playing to delicately balm your ego. Oh, thanks, mate. Balmy, balmy. Balmy, balmy. So, next week, episode 199, and that comes out on the 9th of October 2020. And that same morning it comes out in the evening, you can watch us do episode 200 live how eli in the morning no we released the podcast in the morning in the evening of the oh, same day we're going to be doing episode 200 live on twitch what day it's the 9th of october paul what time 8 p.m and that's british summertime paul and where can you watch it twitch.tv forward slash cheap so etc and uh, the etc is spelt etc as in letters eli exemplary work i know i've judged you in the past harshly on not being able to remember our email address and stuff but we've got to go home now we've had fun we'll see you next week very big day for us october 9th episode 199 and 200 join us details on our website shut up cheap the cheap show at gmail.com www.thecheapshow.co.uk the twitter is at the cheap show pod i'm at paul gannon show eli is eli snoyd you spell it e-l-i-s-n-o-i-d and thank you to all our patrons who make this podcast possible and generally are our lifeblood so if you want to help support this pod patreon.com did you just let off no that was a weird stink pipe oh god that went right in my mouth oh what's going on we were right near the end of a perfect lovely pod Oh, oh. oh, that was just. Oh. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash cheap show. Thank you. Bye. Bye.